0: hello you're listening to episode 22 of the first order holocast a star wars podcast and sorry for the wait and in today's episode will be the review for the rise of skywalker and as i said sorry for the delays and all that I was just busy with work and the youtube channel and all that with my youtube channel jedi master daniel 96 i was busy with that and you know, with that out of the way, let's get ready for the review for Star Wars Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker. Well, with the Rise of Skywalker, I actually did enjoy this movie. Like I actually thought this is probably the best out of the sequel trilogy, in my opinion. Like I think this movie, like I thought the like movie was cohesive in my opinion. Like where I thought with The Last Jedi there was so much going on and too much went on a tangent when you had all the subplots like canto bite and all that and I feel like in the rise of Skywalker you you have a very straightforward plot and that's what I felt like the disadvantage with the um um last Jedi was and that's why I feel like where the rise of Skywalker you know um like succeeds and I felt like with this movie I felt like because I do feel like it does feel like JJ J. Abrams should have Done the trilogy or like oversaw the whole thing from the start because that is you know the big criticism of the sequel trilogy how there was no like exact plan I know in the original trilogy you know it wasn't planned from the start that Darth Vader would be Luke's father and Leia would be his sister I mean without you know but George Lucas you know oversaw the original trilogy you know is where he had. Where he direct where he directed A New Hope and then he had Irvin Kirshner direct The Empire Strikes Back and Richard Mark Quaid, um direct Return of the Jedi and George Lucas still oversaw Empire and Jedi, as where with the um with the you know, with the sequel trilogy, you know, you had J. J. Abrams direct the Force Awakens and you had Ryan Johnson direct the last jedi and then you have jj come back and do the rise of skywalker it was kind of more of a relay a relay race in a way as well you know i feel like one of them should have oversaw the whole thing and that's you know pretty much with the rise of skywalker i know i'm you know because pretty much in this movie um ray is revealed to be the granddaughter of the emperor which i have a feeling. You know, um, J.J. Abrams wanted to make Rey connected to someone from the previous movies. And that's sort of the vibe I get when I think about it. Like, I feel like J.J., you know, because pretty much where the set in set up with The Force Awakens, it was, you know, like this big thing. You know, I felt like, you know, it was going to be a big deal with Rey's parents. And that's where I felt like a lot of people, you know, were kind of let down with The Last Jedi with the Rey's parents reveal she was a nobody but pretty much like in this movie you know like jj you know takes that thing where ray's parents were nobodies but he adds an extra layer with her being a palpatine which that was kind of the you know the thing i feel like because you and then at the end of the movie ray says her name is ray skywalker like so she takes on the skywalker name but she's A Palpatine by blood, but a Skywalker by choice, kind of thing. And, you know, because I feel like J.J. wanted her to be a Skywalker from the beginning. But since The Last Jedi, he made her a Palpatine. And pretty much, yes, J.J. does bring the Emperor back. Which I guess that was sort of in the way, since he was bringing the Emperor back. So I thought, like, you know, he made, you know, Rey a Palpatine there. And then you know, because even it was done in the expanded universe where you would have the Palpatine clone thing in Dark Empire, and that's pretty much what I, you know, thought, you know, they were gonna do with um, Palpatine's Return in the Rise of Skywalker, which they don't explain his survival in the movie, and I didn't really mind Palpatine coming back. I felt like, you know, is in a way, and then pretty much I did predict that Palpatine's return was going to tie in with Snoke, and at the end of, and at the beginning of the movie, it's revealed that Palpatine made Snoke, so, so we do have a Snoke answer there in this movie, so I did feel like it does, that's why I felt like, you know, this movie does, you know, pretty much take a lot of the unanswered questions from Force Awakens, like Rey's parents, and, who is Snoke. So you do get those answers. I'll raise a Palpatine. He is the granddaughter of Palpatine. And how um, Palpatine made Snoke. So you get answers like that in. Um, you do have the Knights of Ren. In this um, movie as well. Which you know. That was pretty much obvious from the start. J.J. J. Abrams wasn't going to bring the Knights of Ren. In this movie. Which you know. You do get them in. But. You know, they're pretty much, you know, you see him where they're fixing Kylo Ren's mask, then you see him on the First Order Star Destroyer, then you see him at Basana, then you see him at the end of the movie, where we see the redeemed Ben Solo fight the um, Knights of Ren on Exegol when Ray and Kylo are going to confront Palpatine, so that, you know, that's pretty much in the movie. And pretty much the plot of this movie is finding a wayfinder, which is these things that get to Exegol, which Exegol is a planet in the Unknown Regions. And that's where, you know, Palpatine is located in the movie. And then he talks about, you know, about a thing setting up with the new empire called the Final Order, which, you know, he says how the First Order was the beginning. And then he talks about the Final Order. And then, obviously, in this movie, um, General Hux dies in this movie, which he's killed by Allegiant Pride. And General Hux is the mole within the First Order. And at the beginning of the movie, there's a bit in the beginning of near the beginning of the movie where Finn and Poe are trying to get information from someone named Bolio or whatever you pronounce his name that has information about a mole in the First Order. And then when Ray Finn and Poe are going to rescue Chewbacca they Finn and Poe find out that um you know that General Hux is the mall within the first order so you have that and then we have a dagger which is by Ochi which they find on Basana about that because also on this desert planet called Basana they meet up with Lando Calrissian then they talk about you know this character named Ochi and then Pretty much, you know, we see the ship from the Force Awakens that Ray, you know, um, got left on in Jakku, and then it's also revealed that Ochi, the character Ochi, killed Ray's parents with the dagger in the movie, and the dagger is kind of the thing they need to go to. Um, is one of the things to find the Wayfinder, and then they go to a planet called Kajimi which is a snow planet, and then they meet up with a character named Zori Bliss, who's played by Carrie Russell. And Baba Frick, you know, is trying to reset Threepio to have him translate the dagger because the tra- three the dagger the you know, the language written on the dagger for C Threepio is forbidden in his translation. So they do when after they go to Kajimi, you know, after they rescue um, Chewbacca they go to a planet called Kifber, which is in the Endor system, which is one of Endor's moons. And that's where the parts of the second Death Star wreckage is in the sea. So, and, that's, and also the Death Star wreckage, what, you know, in the water was a plan, was an unused concept they revisited from The Force Awakens. But this one is to find the Wayfinder, which... In the original plan for The Force Awakens, it was one of the plans to find the map to Luke Skywalker. But in this, as I said, in this movie is pretty much, you know, where the they find the Sith Wayfinder. And then, you know, we have the big, and then we have the fight with Rey and Kylo on the second Death Star wreckage. Then we also, you know, the bit with Kijimi, we have the, where Ray. In Kylo fight in a doppelganger duel, kind of you know, like how Luke and Kylo Ren fought on Crate in the Last Jedi, we have a you know the Force projection duel, as we did, and then is where Rey's on the Star Destroyer, and then where Kylo Ren is on on Kajimi, and then that's the bit you know where we see in the trailer where the thing where Darth Vader's helmet, where the thing it's resting on gets broken, is where they crack. So that's that part is what you see in the final trailer is a lightsaber fight between Rey and Kylo there. So you pretty much have two lightsaber fights with Rey and Kylo. The Force Projection one and the one they have on the second Death Star on Burr, which is one of Endor's moons. And that is definitely confirmed in one of the in the visual dictionary for The Rise of Skywalker. And at the beginning of the movie... The Visual Dictionary confirmed that Kylo Ren is on Mustafar, but it's sort of weird, because Mustafar is a lava planet, and um, where it's it's more like a forest kind of area, at the beginning where Kylo Ren finds the Sith Wayfinder, which, I mean, yeah, and I can understand a lot of people, you know, you'd be confused, why is it Mustafar? Which, I mean, I guess maybe there's a different part of the planet we don't know about, that we didn't know about with Mustafar, with it being on a forest planet, so it's like in this movie. So at the beginning, you kind of have it on Mustafar with Kylo Ren, and then at the end of the movie, where Ray goes to bury Luke and Leia's lightsabers, and him creates the yellow one, that's on Tatooine at the Lars homestead, which I thought was a nice way to end it. You know, kind of where it began, and so I thought that was like a fitting end for the location of the movie and. Yeah, we also have the big battle on Exegol where the Resistance fight the, you know, the Star Destroyers on it. And then there's the bit, you know, where all the voices of the Jedi where Rey kind of, you know, fights Palpatine. And then, you know, and then Ben Solo joins in to help. And then there's a bit, you know, where Palpatine force drains both of them. Where he kind of rejuvenates himself. And then he force pushes Kylo Ren down. And then. You know. Rey is using the force. And then Palpatine says to Rey. That he is. The Sith is all in him. And then Rey says. I am all the Jedi. And then. She defeats the resurrected Palpatine. And then. Also another character death. Ben Solo dies. And bites the dust. Which I did kind of predict from the start. He would be one of the new characters that wouldn't make it out alive, which, you know, definitely Ben, Kylo Ren does get redeemed in this movie. And and then you have, like, he sees the vision of Han Solo, and that's, you know, pretty much where he gets redeemed. So he's, you know, kind of talking, it was sort of like a fitting thing for his redemption. And then at the end, after he sees the Han Solo Vision, he froze his lights, he, his cross guard, you know, the lightsaber he had is Kylo Ren, and he froze it. And then there's also a new Force Power called Force Healing, which was also done in the Expanded Universe. So there's another expanding Universe element they incorporated into this movie. So you have like a resurrected Palpatine, which was done in the EU as well, and then you have Force Healing. And also, Palpatine having a grandchild was even done in the expanding universe. But in the expanding universe, he had a grandson, and with this new canon, he has a granddaughter, which is Rey. And so that's kind of nice there. And then we also see, you know, a flashback of Luke training Leia when they were younger. And then definitely Rey does go to Octo, and then we see, you know, Luke's Force Ghost, and then his way as where Rey tries to throw a lightsaber. We see. The Force Ghost Luke grabs it and then, you know, he, and then Ray says she wants to go into exile like him, and then Luke says he was wrong and all that. So you know we see that bit. So it's pretty much like it feels like you, like J. J. Abrams justifies, um, Ryan Johnson's controversial decision on Luke Skywalker in the Last Jedi. So we have that bit there. And I do i feel like it kind of helps that as well so it's kind of like a nice thing there for those who were disappointed with luke's actions in the last jedi i feel like you do get a justification for it in the rise of skywalker and definitely another thing um you know we have the pretty much the you know like where the where lando comes in with the falcon you know, during the Battle of Exegol, and then we see all the other ships that join in the big battle, and we see a cameo of Wedge Antilles coming back in this, which I thought was pretty cool as well, and, you know, we haven't seen him in the previous sequel trilogy movies, and so, you know, I'm pretty much, you know, going stuff, uh, like, out of order with this movie. It's not like a scene-by-scene review on this episode, so I'm just, you know, going off top of my head, um. so, yeah, there is quite a lot of stuff in this movie, and it is, I definitely, I would say this is a really good movie. I did enjoy it, as I said I did in the beginning, and it is definitely one of my favorites in the saga, and it's definitely my favorite out of the sequel trilogy, and I think it's definitely even my favorite out of the five new Disney Star Wars movies. Like, I think this actually surpassed Rogue. Like, top to Rogue One, in my opinion, for the best Disney Star Wars movie as well. Like, even if I had to say favorite original, favorite prequel, and favorite sequel, Um, favorite original trilogy movie would be The Empire Strikes Back, favorite prequel movie would be Revenge of the Sith, and favorite sequel movie would be The Rise of Skywalker. And definitely, if I had to put it in a ranking, and definitely when I do my star, when I rank my Star Wars movies, I'm definitely going to have the top three for favorite original, prequel, and sequel. And definitely, as I said, Empire, Revenge of the Sith, and Rise of Skywalker are my top three favorite Star Wars movies in the saga as a whole. And I definitely would recommend seeing it. And I feel like, even if you were disappointed with The Last Jedi, I feel like you are in for a treat as well, even, like, I did, you know, observe that, I feel like, because even, like, post Last Jedi, I felt like this, people who liked The Force Awakens were disappointed with The Last Jedi, and, you know, people who liked The Last Jedi were disappointed with The Rise of Skywalker, and it's sort of like a little kind of pattern we're gonna have with this trilogy, and I know, I feel like, you know, a lot of people are going to be divided about The Last Jedi, and people are going to be divided about The Rise of Skywalker, and we're all, you know, free to have our opinions and all that, and that's, you know, pretty much all I gotta say with this review for this episode, for the Rise of Skywalker review, and sorry it was so late. I mean, you know, I saw the movie three times in theaters, and... Definitely was worth seeing and hope to maybe see it a few more times in theaters and definitely can't wait to buy this movie on Blu-ray when it comes out. And that's pretty much all I gotta say for this episode. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at first order holo and follow us on Instagram at the first order underscore holocast and like us on Facebook, the first order holocast a Star Wars podcast and catch you guys next time with the mandalorian season one review bye